48K News. It's 11 o'clock on Benche, the top stories. The SAR's leading pro-democracy platform announces its sudden closure after 19 years. Officials say the timing of the delayed LegCo poll is down to Beijing. And a Chimsa Chui Mall is shut as a major COVID-19 cluster spreads. The pro-democracy group that coordinated primary elections and are now at the center of a national security case says it is disbanding immediately. Power for Democracy made the announcement hours before dozens of suspects in the case are due to report to police. Maggie Ho has details. Group convener Andrew Chu said in a statement that the decision was made in light of the latest development in the situation of Hong Kong under the new political era, adding that the group had completed its historic mission. Power for Democracy was set up in 2002 as a platform for cooperation between pan-democrats and coordinated the camp's sweeping victory in the 2019 district council elections. Mr. Chu said group members would continue to serve the people. He and his deputy, Ben Jung, are among 55 activists rounded up by National Security Police last month. The case relates to a primary election held last year to select candidates for the now-postponed Legislative Council election. The camp has hoped to win a majority in LegCo. Organizers and candidates are now suspected of subverting state power. The Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Secretary has stressed that plans to hold the postponed Legislative Council election on September 5th are only a temporary target. That's because Beijing hasn't laid out its proposed changes to Hong Kong's electoral system. Joanne Wong has more. Eric Zhang told a radio program that the government doesn't yet know how and when Beijing would like to change the SAR's electoral system. However, the central government's top official in Hong Kong and Macau affairs, Xiaobao Long, said earlier this week that there was an urgent need to reform local elections so that those in the legislature were staunch patriots and so that people who oppose China and disrupt Hong Kong could not take up positions of authority. The polls were supposed to have been held last September but were delayed because of the pandemic. The latest government budget estimates on electoral expenses stated that the administration was aiming to hold the elections on or before December the 3rd. The K-11 Musea Mall is closed for two days of cleaning and everyone working there will be tested for COVID-19. Amid concerns that a major outbreak at a restaurant has spread to other parts of the mall, it's also ordering weekly testing for all staff for the next two months, with anyone declining told to stay away from work. Some 15 of today's 33 coronavirus cases are linked to the cluster, and the Center for Health Protection's Dr. Chuan Chukwan says they want to take precautions. We're not sure about the exact risk of those visitors to the K-11 Museum, but uh, since we have observed a possibly super spreading event in, the, in that restaurant, and also there are quite a number of staff and also the other patrons getting infected, it is possible that infection may not only occur in the restaurant because the staff may be infectious during entrance or in the mall and, and etc. So we're not sure. A shipment of almost 600,000 doses of the BioNTech coronavirus vaccine has reached the SCR after a two-day delay. It's the second vaccine to arrive in the city, although it was the first to be approved by the authorities. Wendy Wong reports. 
A total of 585,000 doses of BioNTech coronavirus vaccine arrived in Hong Kong this morning. In a statement, a government spokesman said online appointments will be open next week for people to book BioNTech shots at seven vaccination centres across the city. The government has ordered a million doses of coronavirus vaccines from the German drug maker, and a spokesman said the remaining doses will be delivered early next month. Just over a week ago, a million Sinovac doses were flown in from Beijing, one day after it was approved for use in Hong Kong. The government says it will announce detailed booking arrangements later. Meanwhile, the operators of a vaccination centre at the Kunchong Sports Centre in Jordan say a 72-year-old man reported heart palpitations after receiving the Sinovac vaccine today. The man, who suffers from hypertension, is in a stable condition at Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Virtus Medical says there is no evidence to suggest the palpitations are linked to the vaccine. The DAB has called on the housing department to step up drain maintenance work at public housing estates after about 40% of the 2,500 residents it polled reported unpleasant smells from the pipes in their homes. A majority of those polled in East Kowloon said they were dissatisfied with how the government reacted to complaints about pipes. Lawmaker Wilson Orr said some tenants had told him that officials had suggested short-term fixes instead of getting to the bottom of problems. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. There have been clashes between police and protesters in Myanmar, with one woman shot in the city of Mon Ah. More people have been arrested and injured. The army seized power in a coup at the start of this month. The BBC's Nick Marsh in Singapore is following the story. She was, we think, a young doctor out protesting. Local media outlets are actually reporting that she died. Now, if that's true, that would make her the fourth person to die in coup-related violence since the military takeover happened about a month ago. In terms of what's happening across the country more broadly, and we saw thousands in Yangon, for example, there was some tear gas, there was some clashes, live ammunition fired as warning shots into the air but people keep coming out and we're going to have to keep an eye now on how the security forces respond president biden's coronavirus aid bill is a step closer to becoming law after it passed a late night vote in the u.s house of representatives democrats used their slender majority to approve the package which is worth nearly two trillion u.s dollars it seeks to stabilize the economy by giving cash to millions of americans and boosting unemployment payments every republican rejected the legislation they say it's too expensive A leading UN human rights investigator has severely criticized Washington's decision not to impose sanctions on the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, in connection with the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Agnes Kalamar said the failure to punish the prince was extremely grave. It will be almost worse than having uh, not published the report, because now they've said it. Mohammed bin Salman ordered the killing of Jamal Khashoggi. And what they are telling us is, well, too bad, we can't do anything more than that. So, you know, it's like going to court, being found guilty, and then you walk free. And uh, nothing can happen to you. It's absolutely the opposite of what we would expect the Biden administration to stand for. The funeral has taken place of Captain Tom Moore, the British Second World War veteran who raised more than 40 million US dollars for health charities during lockdown, who died earlier this month at the age of 100 after contracting coronavirus. There was a military fly pass to mark the ceremony held in the town of Bedford. 
His daughter, Hannah Ingram Moore, gave a moving tribute to her father. You are not a man in the habit of expressing your inner feelings, but this time together evoked an honesty between us that felt as magical as you becoming a beacon of light and hope to the world. You are the fabric of our lives and home. Every cupboard that we open, each door that we go through, you are there. To sports now and in football, Manchester City have extended their winning run at the top of the English Premier League. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. Yeah, two defenders on, on the score sheet. It's finished Manchester City 2, West Ham 1, but right at the end, a brilliant chance for West Ham to equalise. Diop with the header after a free kick was swaying to the box, headed it across goal, and Suchet was nearly there at the back post to slide in to equalise, but in the end he couldn't get there. It went out for a goal kick. So John Stone's the match winner for City. Strikers finish from the defender on the 68th minute. That was after West Ham's Mikel Antonio scored the first goal by an opponent at the Etihad Stadium for eight games to equalised just before half-time. West Ham played really well. Ruben Diaz had opened the scoring for City with their first chance of the game on, on 30 minutes. So another really solid performance from West Ham, who did frustrate Manchester City until that John Stones goal. So 20 wins in a row. Even on a relatively off day, they can beat a team currently in fourth place in the Premier League. It's finished Manchester City 2, West Ham 1. There's more action through the night. A relegation six-pointer between West Brom and Brighton has just kicked off. And there are games later between Leeds and Aston Villa, then Newcastle and Wolves. In Rugby Union, Wales will go for the Six Nations Triple Crown tonight when they welcome England to Cardiff. England's head coach, Eddie Jones, says it's a make-or-break match for his side. If we look at the team and where it's been... Uh, there's been a, a few issues in terms of preparation. We've had now a nice period where we've, we've got some good work done and they're in good positions to play well. And that's the news from RTHK.
Cause your brother too My folks are holding up My sister's pulling through Both the cats say hi I know they miss you too Because I'm fine and I'm not She 